Hello, and welcome to AOL Church, a place to connect. This is where we gather together common people and equip them to live connected lives. AOL Church exists to connect with God, connect with people, and ultimately connect people with God. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. Now, let's listen in on this week's sermon. Let's give it up for Jesus one time. Give him a big hand clap. Without him, we can do nothing. With him and through him, all things are possible. If God has kept you and sustained you, give him praise and give him glory. Come on and shout his name, somebody. Shout his name. I believe today is a day to shout. I believe today is a day to say, look, devil, after all you've done to me, I still know who Jesus is. After feeling your hand, I still feel God's hand. Oh, God is a good God. Has he been good to you? Praise the Lord. While you're standing, if you have your Bible, maybe we can look or they'll put it up on the screen. It's Psalms chapter 46 and verse 1. While you're turning there or looking, being off for several weeks there, a couple of weeks back, Sister Grimsey and I was just out in the car taking a ride. Thank God the gas prices went down. And uh, I said, uh, Sister Grimsey, I want to know, uh, are you hurting over so-and-so? She said, yes, yes I am. I said, um, well, I, I was also just wondering what about, uh, she said, yes. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm keeping in practice. Amen. <laughs> oh, my. Some of you didn't get it. It's okay. Amen. Boy, I appreciate the opportunity. When I think of all the preachers that your pastor knows that he could have here at this pulpit today, I am honored to be here. And you, amen, thank you very much. And You know, after being, the church is almost being shut down for so long, and uh, people are no longer saying, well, I've got to go to church Sunday. I believe we've started saying again, I get to go to church. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> if, um, if you really believe with me that uh, when it came time for you to have a pastor again, do you really believe that God looked down and sent you his very best? If you believe that, give them a good hand clap. Give the Joneses a good hand clap. Amen. Psalms chapter 46 and verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And then if you'd read verse 2, please. Oh, let's pray. Just lift your hands up and let's pray. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this service. Thank you for this ministry that's here. Thank you for what you've already done and what you're going to do. We want people to know today that the future is bright. Everybody's trying to take the future away from us. Oh, but lift your hands up and say, I believe the future of the church is bright. Come on and say it. 
God is going to give us a future. God is going to give us a supernatural Holy Ghost future. I want you to clap your hands not about what God has already done, but clap your hands for the future in the church. Oh, yes. Come on, we're going to linger there for just a moment. Shout and tell the devil, say, hey, devil, you don't have my future. God is in control of my future. Amen. I said God's in control of the future. Not the government, not the city, but God is in control of your destiny. You may be seated. God has plans for this church. It's up to you whether you enter into them or not. Some people are going to come to this church and they will leave and never be affected by it. Some people are going to come to this church and God is going to launch their future into a Holy Ghost orbit. Do you believe what I'm telling you? Sitting right there in that chair a few moments ago, God said some people are going to come and they will refuse to be connected. Come on now. But the church is about to get connected. I said we're going to get connected. The virus will not separate us from the power of God. The rioting will not separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. Would you come on and just worship the Lord? I feel that we are in need of a sermon. We are in need of words about security. Don't touch anybody, but just turn around and look at somebody and say, God is about to make you secure. There's a feeling in America and around the world of extreme insecurity. But get ready. God is about to turn that around. God has not become weakened during this virus. God is still the same. As a matter of fact, I believe the church is going to rise up in greater power because there's something about going through a trial and through a test that makes you feel even more powerful when you come out of it. Does anybody believe we're about to come out of it? Not only those that are here, but people that may be watching online, get ready. While you're waiting for the second wave, as Pastor talks, there's not just a second wave coming. There's going to be wave after wave. Not a virus, but wave after wave of anointing. Wave after wave of healing. Wave after wave of power. Are you ready for a supernatural God to come into your family with relentless waves of Holy Ghost blessing? If you're ready for that, shout unto God and praise Him. Come on and praise the Lord. During all the sickness and the rioting and the question is what is coming next? Pastor asked me here a while back, are you getting a lot of phone calls about what your idea is of the future? I said, no. He said, why do you think that is? I said, because people don't want to hear it. But my message about the future is not just one of more virus. It's not just one of more rioting. My message is God is still in control. 
It is not the Democrat or the Republicans. It's not the white or the black or the Indian. It's not the brown person. It's God is still in control of the future of America. God is in control of your job. He's in control of your home. He's in control of your finances. How many wants to put the Holy Ghost in control of your destiny? Come on, hold your hands up and say, Jesus, I want you to sit on the throne of my heart. I want the Holy Ghost to be in control. You still with me? Turn around and look at somebody and say, it's going to be all right. See, we're going to keep trusting God. People are afraid. I said, we're afraid of one another. We're afraid to go out. Did you see the video of the woman, 92 years old, I believe it was? Did anybody see that? Just walking down the street and some young guy just pops her upside the head. Knocks her over into a fire. People are afraid. But Jesus said, I've not given you fear. But I've given you love. And I've given you power. Let's get some love back in the community again. Let's get love back in the church again. Let's quit talking about who's right and who's wrong. And let's get on God's side. And let's believe that God's going to raise us back up again. God's going to give us power over the enemy. Come on and worship God and give Him glory. If you believe this is going to happen, if you believe God is going to put security back in your home, He's going to put security back in your walk with God again. Huh. No human-made security. The greatest security that humanity ever gave me must have been my daddy. There's something about getting older that causes you to look back again. And I look back at my dad. Nobody made me feel secure like he did. He was a boxer in the Navy. He didn't talk about hitting somebody. He hit them and then he told them. My daddy made me feel like it was all right. But I'm going to tell you as my dad got older and older, I got a new daddy. How many knows that Christ is your heavenly father? How many has turned your life over to him? Is he in control of your life? You don't need a gun. You don't need a dog to protect you. You need the Holy Ghost to protect you. You need to believe what the Bible says, that if you trust in God, no plague shall come nigh your dwelling. And if it was too, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Let's quit worrying about the plague and let's glorify the God that is greater than the plague. Oh, somebody, if God's really been good to you during all of this, would you praise Him and honor Him this morning? Come on and honor Him. Come on and honor Him. Come on and honor the Lamb of God. Come on and honor. I thought I knew what the word secure meant. And the Holy Ghost dealt with me and said, I want you to look at that. Secure means fixed. Everybody say fixed. Secure means fastened. Somebody say fastened. I don't believe the church is going to be destroyed during this. I do not believe racial strife, whether it's white or black or any other color, is going to destroy the church. If you want to get rid of racism in America and around the world, get in the church. 
because there's no place for it in the church. I said there's no place for it in the house of God. And I'm talking to you white people also. I said there's no place for it. This wave of what's going on now is not going to destroy us. It's going to unite us. And the devil's going to wish to God he'd have never stirred this back up again because God is going to put unity back in America. God's going to put unity back in the church. Come on and shout and praise the Lord. You're not just Pentecostal. You are united Pentecostal. And it's time we become what we say we are. Let's give God the glory and worship Him. Come on. Come on. Come on and worship the Lord. Do you feel a shout in here? Do you feel that after this storm there's a victory coming? Do you feel like God is about to take us out of the trial and out of the test and He's about to unite us and renew the Holy Ghost inside of the church? I want to agree with what the pastor said. I feel like something great is about to happen. I'm not talking about just an event. I'm talking about something supernatural. I feel like the devil has had his day and God is about to push him aside and say, guess what? It's my time now. You done the damage. You brought the hurt. I'm about to bring the healing. Are you ready for the healing bomb of Gilead? Are you ready for God to pour out that anointing and say, he is a now God. I use the word fastened that the word secure is defined by a word called fastened or nailed. Everybody say nailed. Do you want God, would you like to be nailed to the church? I mean, if you got to wear gloves or you got to wear a mask, I'm still nailed to the church. If I can't go to the restaurant and eat, I'm still nailed to the church. If I'm not there and able to put my tithe in when they pass it around, I want you to know, devil, I'm still nailed to the church. How many of you know that during all of this, not only have you not been weakened about God, but you feel empowered? You feel like, look, devil, you have hit us with your best shot, but I still know who Jesus is. You touch my body. You touch my job. You touch my bank account. You've attacked my mind. I don't have fellowship like I used to, but I want you to know, Satan, I still know who Jesus is. Would you shout anyway? Would you step on the devil one time? Somebody pick your feet up and say, look, devil, Satan, your kingdom is coming down. The church will prevail. This church will prevail. My life, my job, my ministry, my finances, it's going to be all right. Give God a big shout. Come on and shout to the highest heaven. In times like this, we've got to be nailed to the church. Just a few weeks ago, people were worried about, let me say it nice, tissue paper. toilet paper. That's what they were worried about. One preacher called me and said, I'm just worried we, we can hardly find any toilet paper. I said, do you have any groceries stored up? He said, no. I said, well, I wouldn't worry about the other then. 
I said, I got a whole room full of groceries. I got a walk-in bedroom pantry. It's better to be prepared than to be scared. How I many is prepared to meet God? Do you know what you're looking at shouldn't bring you down? What you're looking at should put a shout in your soul. You are seeing the handwriting on the wall. Jesus is about to come after the church. Quit taking this ministry for granted and say, thank God you have said. You better get on board while you still can. I told you that last time. Let me tell you one more time. You ought to be looking and say, you know what? God sent us his very best. When you got the best, why mess with the rest? Let's become nailed to the church. See, the devil, all this is about is attacking the church. You can get an abortion. But you couldn't go to the church. Brother Jim, I don't like to talk about it. Well, let me say it again. You could go get a tattoo. But you couldn't go to the church. One of the first places, one of my daughters called me up and said, Dad, I want to tell you what I just saw on the news. One of the first places that opened up, I think, was in Colorado or somewhere. It was a strip club. But the dancers were wearing their mask. Yeah, it was advertised. Amen. Do you know, I, and I know some of you are wearing masks, and I'm, I'm not trying to attack anybody. We Every time we get around the crowd, we, we wear a mask, but I know some of you out there. And when I, when I go out there to pray for you, don't worry about it. My temperatures come down to 105. <laughs> you need to look up online and look at the box at the mask. <laughs> Who is those mass people? I mean, anyway, you look online at the box and you read it. Here's what it says. It does nothing for the coronavirus. The whole thing was invented and the whole thing came up with many years ago. So medical people, I've, I've got people that are in the family that work in the medical profession. And the whole thing is about so when you've got somebody's body ripped open that you don't spit down inside them while you're operating on them. So I believe God's going to do some surgery here today. I believe the day's coming again. You can pull your mask off. I believe the day's coming again. You can shake somebody's hand and hug their neck. I believe the day's coming again. Fear's going to leave the apostolic church. Woo! Somebody shake that fear off right now and say, I'm not afraid anymore. Say it, I'm not afraid anymore. Though the world is in chaos, somebody say chaos. That means complete disorder. That means confusion. It means unpredictable. Most people today feel that things in their life is unpredictable. About the future of America and the world, the world's finances and, and the feeling about economic collapse. We're afraid. Everybody's talking. People that never say, I'm, I'm afraid the dollar's going to fail. I, 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 I better get my $15 out of the bank. 
We're going to get out in our backyard and dig up every hole. We've got all that money buried in. We're going to dig it up. But I want to tell you something. As long as the church is still here. Is anybody out there part of the church? He said, I'll put no more upon you than you're able to bear. Quit trying to listen to these preachers that have figured out who the Antichrist is and let's figure out who the real Christ is and let's go ahead and live for him and quit taking away the future from the young people that are in the church. Let's get rid of that spirit of fear and say we're still going to build new churches. We're still going to have revival. Come on, the church will still grow because nothing made the church grow in the book of Acts like persecution did. Who said preach? Can I shake your hand? Isn't it nice? One thing nice about this Bible school, three, four years old, you can talk and sit down anywhere you want to. <laughs> you can just walk up a line of people going, <coughs> gone. I done it. I know. I did. Just one woman going, oh my God. I just stepped right up. Next. It's time to laugh. God's going to put laughter back in the church again. Somebody out there laugh one time. I want you to laugh. I ask you in Jesus' name, go ahead, turn around and laugh at somebody. If they got a mask on, you don't know whether they're laughing or not. darkest hours just before dawn. Fear is about to be replaced with the everlasting arms of God. Somebody's about to feel the arms of God wrap around you and tell you everything's going to be all right. You're going to be saved in the arms of God. Do you believe what I'm telling you? Every great trial is always, is always followed by a great victory. If you've never had a great victory, it's because you've never passed a great test. We're in a test right now, but the test is almost over. If you look back in school, you only had to take that test one time. If you took that test and you passed it, you never had to pass it again. Brother, we're about to come out of the greatest test that the church has ever been in. Come on and shout and praise the Lord. I said shout and praise the Lord. Give God the glory. Say it out loud. After a great test comes a great victory. 
What does that mean? There's a victory just around the corner for every man and every woman in this building today. Give God the glory and worship Him. There was, there was a boatload of men in the Bible, and Jesus was on board with them. It is so amazing to have to read this story and to see all of these men and have God in person on the boat or the ship with them. Yet when the storm came up, they felt insecure. Are you still with me? You know how close you are to God when the storm is really raging. But then you know one guy in the Bible said, you know, if I, could, if I could see those nail prints, if I could put my hand in your side, then I would believe. So God just opens up the robe and says, put your hand right here. Check this out. <laughs> Check these out. And he goes, he goes like this. You talk about a oneness confession. He looks at those places and says, my Lord and my God. Is anybody still with me? But then God, God didn't just pat him on the back and say, that's great. He said, you know what? You're blessed because you saw this and you believe this and you call me Lord and God. But more blessed are they that have never seen these places and they still call me Lord and God. How many through all of this, you know he is still Lord and God. Is he sitting on the throne of you? How many of you are nailed to God? Is anybody out there fastened to the truth? I feel like there's someone at home and somebody will be listening to this message online and several of you, God is going to touch you. God is going to reassure you. He's going to give you reassurance. Somebody out there in the congregation, just put your hand up in the air and say, touch those who will be listening to this later. Say it, touch those that will be listening. Touch those that are shut in. Touch those that are not in the house of God today. Let them feel your presence and more than anything, God, let them feel Holy Ghost security. Come on and say it, women. Help them to feel security. Some of them are afraid. They're afraid they may get sick. They're afraid they may get lost. They're afraid their children are not going to get right with God. But God is about to fill the church with security. Come on. Come on and praise the Lord. Come on. Bishop, the storm, the storm had robbed them of the memory of the God that was on board with them. If that can happen in him in your very presence, how much more can it happen to us today? I believe God is about to restore our memory. Do you remember what you felt like when this man of God first came in this church? remember people saying, I feel encouraged again. I feel like revival's coming again. I feel like the hatred is behind us. I feel like we're living in a new day. I want God to rebaptize you this morning with that Shekinah glory that puts hope back in your heart and hope back in your spirit again that says we can still do something for God. Come on and shout, shout with me. Hallelujah. 
Is it possible that some of us have lost confidence in God? Has Satan robbed you? Someone is about to feel secure again. Stephen, while being attacked, I know about that in the ministry. I've been attacked. Not everybody loves me. Yeah, isn't that amazing? As lovable as I am. There's people that don't like me. And one day that was really bothering me. And I was just thinking, oh, God. That's back when I was young. It, stuff like that don't bother me no more. It's just like water on a duck's back. At least I say it anyway. And then God says, woe unto you when all men speak well of you. So see, if you get around behind the pastor's back and you kind of put him or her down, God, that's like God patting them on the back saying, you're doing all right now. When you got somebody criticizing you, don't have no pity party. Because God is saying, you should see what they've done to me. God's saying, you're crying about that little thing because they don't shake your hand, but you should see what they've done to me. But hold on to my promise. I'll put no more on you than you are able to bear. If you get anything out of this, you are secure in this. And whatever tomorrow holds, the church is secure. Let's stand up, if you will, and clap our hands to the Lord. That, uh, you can just remain standing. It will help me to stop. It won't make me stop, but it will have some effect. This 666 thing, you know, six foot, six foot, it kind of reminds me of 666, but I won't teach about that. <laughs> Praise God. It's okay. Won't nobody leave. You feel secure? How many believe the church won't? But some, me preaching this and some folks say, well, you got to use wisdom, Brother Jonathan. But you can be secure. This whole thing is about attacking the church. It is seeing how far and how much control can they control the church. Now, you're not going to believe this, but the whole thing was created in the lab. The whole thing was man-made. And I've got people say, just don't talk about that, Brother Gensel. I'm old enough I can say it. <laughs> Stephen was being stoned. They were throwing stuff at him. But you didn't see him going, I can't take it anymore. I quit. I'm leaving the church. They're throwing rocks at him for preaching the truth. But what, what is the results of that? I see Jesus. You'd be surprised when the storm comes how you can see God. You'd be surprised the rougher the devil makes it, the more you can see Jesus. Come on. How many believe we're going to see him in the midst of all of this hell? We're going to see some heaven. Come on and clap your hands. Say it out loud. I see Jesus. I'm sorry. Sorry about that word hell.
kind of words. I used to use a lot of words. <laughs> he said, you know, Hades. I said, Hades, huh? He said, yeah, just please, please don't say anything else about that. So I came back that night and preached on hell. So, so, so don't bother me with it, amen. You're getting my light. The pride of nations has recently been shaken. We have been denied restaurants, barbershops, shopping malls. Amen. If my hair's not right, my wife cut it. But through it all, we've still had access to the most important thing of all. And see, the things of God is not about what God has. But have you accessed it recently? You know, my earthly father never had much. But he sure gave me access to everything he had. Lift your hands up with me for a moment like the first lady's doing and say, I want to access what heaven's got. Just say it, I want, I need, I desire to access what heaven's got. to take away the pastor talking about giving us a special offer and I don't want this to take away from it but somebody handed Sister Grimsley $50 the other day and I said boy that's, that's great she said what am I going to do with it there's nowhere to go spend it but I want to tell you we got here and she found out the mall was open the stores were open <laughs> That woman was gone. <laughs> Left me at the motel room right by myself. Look out, $50, here we go. It don't matter what's in the mall if you don't access it. It don't matter what's in God's storehouse. Don't wait till Sunday to access it. The pastor's job is not to load it up on a tray and serve you. Our job is to reach out and say, I need this. Somebody that needs to access God right now, come on, lift your hands up. Why don't they just play a little music for us right now? Maybe they'd do that. Come on, just hold your hands up and say it. I want to help you right now. Say, I need access, Lord. Say, I need to access the storehouse of God. Come on, somebody help. I want to hear everybody say it. I need access. I need access. Woo, Hallelujah. You know, you know they had me, they had me booked here. They had me scheduled to be here this Sunday, next Sunday, and but I, I couldn't. I didn't know what motel I was supposed to stay at, and so I just, I just kept calling them, calling the pastor and the, and the young pastor. And where's he at? Well, I like that guy. Me too. Don't you like that guy? Yeah. That's a fine young man. That's a fine lady he's got in his life.
nothing like access. It don't matter what all God's got, but don't wait for the pastor to give you what you need. You know what? You say, you know what, devil? I'm one of God's children too. And I've got a right. There was a light shined in America many years ago when a woman, when a black lady was told to get off of a bus seat by a white person. And that black woman said, you know what? I've got a right. She stood up for her rights. And I still believe in that today. I still believe we need to stand up regardless of our race. We need to stand up for what is right. And you, every one of you in this building, has got a right to walk right up to the throne of God. But between you and between you and what all God has, there'll be a demon spirit or two saying, you don't have a right. You're not good enough. You're not pure enough. You've made some mistakes. All of you that have never made mistakes since you got the Holy Ghost, hold your hand up. Please don't raise your hand. I'm, I'm trying to be real nice here today. <laughs> oh, yes. Boy, there's just nothing like God's wonderful grace that just says, you see all I got? I was with, I probably told it here before, I was with one time this extremely wealthy man. I don't know, he may have been a billionaire. I don't know how much he had. I never asked. I never got a penny from him, never asked him for anything. As a matter of fact, he was amazed by it and almost embarrassed because I asked him, could I buy his lunch? He said, everybody knows how much money I got. Nobody's ever offered me that. I said, I want to tell you something. I've never missed a meal. I just met you a few minutes ago. drive me down streets and show me block after block of all the homes he'd built, all of them was his. Took me into a, a climate control room and showed me cars that, oh my God, that I just, <laughs> oh, never mind, I better not go there. He'd have them tilted on a, on a mirror under the bottom so you could see the undercarriage of the car. And, and then he said, but you know what, Brother Grimsley, if I could just have what you have, him, Brother Grimms. I didn't know what he was doing. He said, would you minister to them? I wasn't getting paid for my ministry. That's not what I'm talking about. Because you can't buy it. And, and I started ministering to him and he'd say, you see, I didn't tell him anything about you. See, I told you so. He said, oh God, if I could have that. And I thought about the guy in the Bible that wanted to buy the Holy Ghost from him. He gave it to a junkyard dog like me know anybody and never been anywhere and never done very much but all I ever wanted to do was just play a guitar and when 
and ask a guy to show me. Then a few days later, I accidentally cut these fingers off in a saw. There went my guitar days. They never got started. The Lord said, I'm going to give you something. I'm, I'm going to give you a gift. I can't trust too many people. He said, if, if I would have allowed you to play a guitar, your pride. I, I'm not talking about other people playing instruments. I'm talking about me. God said, I, I couldn't, you couldn't do that because your pride would be too great. But I'm going to give you something that's just going to be so, so unusual. sing a little bit of a song if they're ready for one. Somebody say secure. Hold your hands up while they're singing and say, I want to feel secure. Say it. I want access with the spirit of security. The storehouse of God.